is an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
past weekend against Florida after uh, jettisoning uh, Dan Enos. Yes, big big difference. And uh, Ufree's definitely noticed it and his staff. And one of the things he said today was uh, part of their preparation for Arkansas is watching last week's game and then going back to last year yeah. and watching those games. He made a very good point in saying, you know, the, the only thing you get out of really watching this year is just personnel. Right. Just trying to see, you know, what certain players can do, but you can't really project them um, because it's not going to be the same offense, most likely. Yep. I mean, why would they change it after it worked last week against the Gators? That was a big win for them. Oh, it was huge. Uh, this for Auburn, I think, comes down <laughs> in a lot of ways to K.J. Jefferson and being able to slow yep. him down, contain him, not let him account for three or 400 yards and just, you know, rip you to shreds. Sort of like he did against, I think he accounted for over 300 yards. I know he had two, two or three touchdown passes and another touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was... When he's 250 pounds, when he gets going downhill, he's hard to stop. Oh, he is, and uh, yeah, he he just looked off uh, in the other offense. You could tell. Yeah. I mean, he just wasn't he wasn't comfortable. It's funny. Auburn fans should be able to relate. I mean, we talked about that. That's the way it was with Peyton Thorne. Yep. Until Hugh Freeze decided, hey, this is it. We're going to do it. We're going to do what we're comfortable with. And you've seen the results in 70 yes. percent completions. Yeah. Um, you know, um, five touchdowns and one pick the last two weeks. And had he got better production from his receivers, which Euphrey said he counted seven drops in one game, uh, that those numbers would have been just out of this world good. Oh right? yeah, now now I think you know officially they had on they had on the broadcast or they had in the post game five right uh, that that they I think PFF had six, but Euphrey said seven. Yeah, and and it's funny. Did you see the stat that they flashed up in the game that? Two games ago, Auburn was Auburn was number three in the country in fewest drops. Huh. What have they been watching? I don't know. I didn't see that because I was there. But um, no, that's that's been the sorest spot on the team so far, and it's going to be a position that will have to be addressed no in the question. off season for sure. But you can expect better than seven drops, right? You, oh you, my you, goodness! Right. I mean, a couple of them were just you know, guys wouldn't have gotten scholarships if they <laughs> made those drops when you yeah, know it's tough college scouts were watching yep uh because yeah peyton had he had an easy touchdown to amari kelly i mean that that was that, was that ball one. was laid right in there and amari just i guess started thinking about the end zone what was the number of, uh, of drops officially was it six or seven the I official think was, number i think you could debate like you could brian debate said it, yeah. pff had six um uh the stat sheet said five Hugh Freeze said seven. Well, I think there so, were a lot. I mean, the yeah. w- one of the one of the swing votes there would be the Camden Brown play. I think where he jumps a little, he mistimes the oh, jump. Oh, oh, he definitely jumped before the ball yeah. got there. It's one of those things where he jumped and then you can't but, hang forever. It, it's good, good coverage. because if he doesn't jump, if he doesn't but, jump, it's it's going to be a deep, deep opportunity. And, just, and it seems like he's that. got a clean. It seems like he's got he the, was, the, the, he had a half a step. Yeah, so I mean that that would be one where. Yeah, it's good coverage and a mistimed, you know, to mistimed jump, but but maybe but that one's... the ball is thrown very well. Yeah, so, uh, um, but it, it's good to see it's good to see Thorne doing that. Yes, he had the the one. Oh no, I mean yeah. the 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 pick six. And today, you know, Hugh was asked about that, and he said Peyton just came to the sideline and said, "I didn't see." Yeah, him. that's why he told us after the game too, and he's asked about it again today. He, that's what he mentioned. That's just what happens sometimes. And, and that's right? a risk you take when you get aggressive on third and long, too. I mean, some people, I mean, that's why you see, you know, especially deep in your own territory, you'll see some teams just do the, the give up draw and punt on, on third and seven or longer. Well, Auburn yeah. went for Auburn went with a pass attempt there on third and seven and at their own goal goal line and it 
it ends up uh, it ends up with the uh, yeah with, you freeze it, said it, and that's why we don't throw for the end zone. Yeah. That's exactly what he was saying last week about why you don't do it more. But uh, you know, it, it, it was one of those, and and I'm not not putting the blame on Peyton Thorne, but you got to also you also got to come you got to you got to come to the ball. You can't just stand there and wait for the ball to come to you. Apparently, the uh, the board wasn't live for much of the first few minutes of the show, so now we're on the air. But people may have missed. The, okay, uh, well, Dan's running the board I today. Think they missed. I think they missed the 2008 Auburn oh, uh, discussion. Oh, okay. Reminisced. So that was that was for uh, that was for a select few. Probably better for all. Yeah, that was that's that's uh, that's behind the paywall uh, of, uh, <laughs> of 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 drive content. But yeah, appreciate uh, folks who are able to tune in now and uh, and yeah, a lot of uh, I mean it's. The, it's the first day of college basketball season, really and truly. I mean, we have games. I mean, in fact, right now there's a game in Vegas we're looking at. Oregon and Georgia are playing on True TV. Uh, you've got some other uh, uh, games throughout the day. Auburn women play tonight at Neville against who is it? Jacksonville State. Yes, I believe is the is the opponent mm-hmm. tonight. And then Auburn tomorrow uh, takes the court, the Samford Pentagon against uh, against Baylor in one of the best matchups of the week. I mean, one of the best matchups of the. I mean, you look at who. Uh, there aren't that many teams starting the season. If you if you look at the major conference and especially the the teams sort of ranked higher at the major conference level, there aren't that many of them starting with a game like Auburn Baylor. A lot of them are starting with something where you can. Well, Bruce do, uh, Bruce pointed out Auburn's the only SEC team opening against a ranked team. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be one of the uh, yeah it's it's one of the the better matchups and ESPN will be broadcasting it tomorrow. I think it comes on right after the uh, college football playoff show. And so, uh, yeah, for folks who aren't making the trip up to South Dakota, uh, you can check that one out on ESPN. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, now, a- Andy was already getting ready to leave, so I didn't get a chance to see him today. But Andy Bertram will join us tomorrow from South Dakota. Awesome. Uh, I mean, since the game's not until uh, uh, later, he'll be able to be, uh, be on with us for a good segment or so tomorrow. So we're looking forward to that. In the meantime, Brian Matthews, in case you missed it at the beginning, in case you didn't get to hear, that is uh, the familiar voice of Brian Matthews of AuburnSports.com here in the studio. Been a busy day, Brian. It's, uh, let's see, basketball and football coaches uh, tomorrow. I get players for tomorrow, right? Where they no, today? we got them today also. Okay, so. Um, Talked to Keontae, Peyton, uh, Justin Rogers, um, Jay Fair. I know I'm missing somebody else in there too, but uh, yeah, we talked to several players today too. So the uh, Nehemiah. Oh, okay. So rundown today already. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. I was going to say, man, it, that would really be slamming a lot in if you were able yeah. to get coaches, players, uh, multiple sports. Yeah. Rundown and come on yeah. in and do the drive. Yeah. So okay. I, I thought one of the really impressive things about Saturday is uh, it was another step in the uh, Jarquez Hunter. Uh, development. I mean, this is a guy who... Boy, the what-ifs there. How many yards would he have? We talked about yeah. the drops for Peyton. Jarquez yeah. has a couple of touchdowns called back, including another, what was it, about 30? And Freeze said the calls were correct. They were. By the, but he said... They weren't necessary. The penalty, right. The play. Something that, and, and I guess uh, one one he mentioned was um, uh, the, the cut block. The, or, cut, the, the, chop, the, 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 the goal the line block that, on, on Brandon Frazier and then the... Uh, no, 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 no. Mike Riley. Mike, yeah, Riley. Mike Riley. Is that the, that's, the one Riley. The goal, that's the one of the goal line? He said they never yeah. teach that. It's yeah. never happened in practice. And yeah, and he ends up don't. pushing you back 15 yards. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a tough penalty on first and three, right, yeah. to get a 15-yarder there. I mean, correct penalty. They're trying to get that block out of football with the, you know, the guy going low when someone is double-teamed. Uh, but it's still... Uh, yeah, it's a tough one because that's a Jarquez Hunter touchdown that, that well, gets, uh, gets, gets taken off the board. Jarquez has his third long touchdown. I mean, one of, you know, what was it, around 30, 
35, something like that. The It w- would have been for the last one. And the, the hold behind the play by uh, Rivalda Fairweather, which didn't didn't right. you know it didn't allow Jarquez didn't have anything to do with Jarquez scoring. There are there are reasons why Jarquez is someone who who would pick up steam in the second half of the season, though Brian. Between the off season he had and it's his first uh, his first real taste of being the lead back for a college football team. I mean, I think especially the off season, right? I mean, being <laughs> away from the team for however long he was away from the team. Uh, if if uh, you know, I think that that maybe contributed to the slow start. I, I, I absolutely do, and I also think that just the change in the system, uh, him and Coach Freeze after the game talked a lot about him being more patient, um, it, and those two runs, were, which were both inside runs that he had the long touchdowns on, and it, just a, a big change in how he was going back to game uh, against Cal on those same type plays where he was just getting in there too quick and not getting those offensive linemen time. Uh, to get off their blocks and get to the second level, which he definitely did at Vanderbilt. So I think those two things, the offseason and just him getting used to these this new system, some of these new plays, the way they run things, has contributed to his slow start. We'd love for you to join in. We're just getting underway here on the Monday edition of The Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, and the uh, one of the ways you can get through is on The Drive Hotline, 334-321-1390. The Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. Go to your favorite podcasting platform and search for The Drive with Bill Cameron, or go to ESPNAU.com and use the Podcast Center. So come on in and join us. We're right back here on the Monday Drive. Noble here with Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. On behalf of the Dixie family, I want to sincerely thank you for your recent help in the fight against breast cancer. With all the photos you posted during October's Catch Me in Pink campaign, we were able to donate thousands of dollars to the Georgia Life Foundation. The money you raised will provide free mammograms and other breast cancer screenings to Alabama women who otherwise can't afford them. Visit calldixie.com. Call Dixie. Number 15033. Tracy Lawrence. I'm on. Live at the Oaks Farm. Saturday, December 2nd. Find out who your friends are. With the Red Clay Strays and Zach Top. Tickets start at $45. Get six and under free. One dollar from every ticket sold goes to Tracy Lawrence's Mission Possible, benefiting the homeless. That's December 2nd. Gates open at 5. The Oaks Farm, Veterans Parkway, Lafayette, Alabama. Tickets now at 423productions.com. This is Martha Hank with the Food Bank of East Alabama. The annual Beat Bama Food Drive is on. In partnership with Kroger, committed to zero hunger, zero waste, that's Kroger's bold nationwide impact plan. And in that spirit, we invite you to join our local campaign. So the next time you shop Kroger, please purchase non-perishable items for East Alabama families in need. For donation information, visit foodbankofeastalabama.com. Together we can beat Bama and beat hunger. 
Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. It's time to stop dealing with unreliable network copiers, printers, and scanners and waiting for days for service. ABS of Auburn is your locally owned and operated solution. A full-line Canon, Lexmark, Toshiba, and Ricoh dealer, ABS of Auburn specializes in smooth, efficient office operations. Get the systems, tools, and expertise you need for streamlined productivity, plus reliable support that's always on call. ABS of Auburn, how may we help you? Call 334-329-7000 to schedule a free on-site consultation today. This Veterans Day, Lee County Revenue Commissioner Oling Price reminds you that every time our nation's liberty has been threatened, American men and women have answered the call. They've sacrificed to make sure our freedom was preserved. Revenue Commissioner Oling Price salutes all veterans, especially those in Lee County, and asks you to join her in saying thank you. And remember, the Lee County Revenue Office is here to serve you with three locations. The main office at Lee County Courthouse in Opelika, the Auburn location next to Auburn Mall, and the satellite office in Smith Station. Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Yeah, it's going to get dark well before the end of the show. Welcome to uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, it's you, know, you get used to daylight savings time, get used to waking up and it, it being almost dark, but, but staying sunlight for a long time. I told Brian earlier today, I love it the first couple of mornings Yes, because I feel like, oh, man, I got more sleep. Or, or you wake up and you go, oh, I woke up a little early. I can turn back over. But by the end of the day, it's like, mm-hmm. man, is it really? Is it really only whatever time it is? Uh, you know, you you start dragging, it gets dark. You know, the be- climate way the, before I think. Time. I think the cooling temperatures contribute a little bit to that too, right? Like it feels. It. I mean, it's not just when the sun's going down. I it think has it also, a lot to do with it. Does, it. But it has but a lot to do with. It. Let there, me tell you, there is a crispness in the air though. Saturday, though, of- I mean, Saturday it was great because I'm. You know, you're. It's. It's not. It's not dark. The game gets over. It's not dark. Yesterday, it's halftime of some ball games, and it's dark. You know that's just the way it is. The good thing is, whether the Iron Bowl is at two thirty or six, the majority of it's going to be that's in, true. in the darkness, or yes, at least the Se- second half. Right? Seems unlikely that it wouldn't be the two thirty game. Right? Like I'm thinking I haven't now. Even I mean, looked. Who are the? Are there any other big? Florida, Florida, Florida State is in Gainesville. Oh, so if, that's an SEC ooh. home game. If, if LSU had beaten Alabama on Saturday night, LSU A and M would have been this an is intriguing CBS's game. Last regular season game, it is. Georgia, it is. Georgia could be the number one team in the country. Georgia, Georgia Tech, I think, is a game CBS could have the right. They, they could, could choose. But Florida, Florida State would be probably more interesting. I mean, Florida. Yeah. After, of course, Florida after the loss Saturday, you know, yeah. maybe. 
You know, maybe that won't I'm, be his. I'm going to guess Auburn I'm, doesn't need to yeah. lose Saturday. I'm thinking. I'm thinking CBS chooses the Iron Bowl and Florida Florida State is your is your six o'clock game on ESPN. I think. I think Auburn. Night. I think Auburn to lock that up. They need yep. to win Saturday. I mean, Alabama. Alabama's getting better. That's true. I mean, well, and and Florida State. Well, Florida State and Alabama, I guess, would both be top ten yeah, teams. At that they point are. Game. I mean, unless unless they lose, I mean, they're they're right there with each other. So, speaking of A um, and M, saw, saw that. Uh, uh, it was. I think Jimbo with the loss Saturday, uh, six, six and twelve. Six and twelve. Uh, was that right? In his last and last, last eighteen versus the Power Five. Yep. It, is it? Is there it's one of the worst in the country? I think I tweeted. He's, uh, he's in the. He's in that. the worst ten. Yes. Is there? Is there frustration sort of mounting uh, there? I know. Kind I know some. Oh, I mean, it's there. I mean, they've lost competitive games, which would be sort of the the vexing thing. I mean, right? Like the the golly, games. they 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 have chip shot field goal to send it to overtime Saturday. And uh, and yeah, instead it's a uh, yeah, it's back back to the drawing board for, okay. for Texas A&M. Here are the fire, power five coaches with worst record last eighteen eighteen, 18 yeah. games versus power five. Clark Lee two and sixteen. Tom Allen Indiana three and fifteen. Justin Wilcox Cal four and fourteen. These all sound familiar to Auburn fans, right? Yeah. Uh, Dino Babbers uh, Syracuse six and twelve. Matt Campbell Iowa State six and twelve. Jimbo Fisher Matt Texas Campbell. You t- there, there's a guy that just a couple of years ago people were yeah. like, you know, you got to pry him away. What a great! And it's like yep. he decided to stay at Iowa State. Yeah. And, and he, got, uh, he got paid. Like they gave, oh, they he gave got a, paid. They gave a big deal. But, but uh, there's not a lot of people that are coming calling for Matt Campbell now. Yeah, well, and, and you're seeing the quarterback that he was winning with now winning with the 49ers, which makes you wonder if maybe, uh-huh. maybe Brock Purdy played played more than more than a small role in that Iowa State success. All right, success. so go, go on, Brian. Sorry. No, no, that oh. was pretty much it. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher in that 6-12 yeah. and 12, yeah. uh, category, Ooh. sort of the, uh, the, the yeah, that's, that's the. That's tough. Yeah. I think his record now is worse than um, it is. the guy he replaced. It, he, he's a couple of games yeah. behind Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, Kevin Sumlin, yeah. Mm. Yeah, just a uh, you know, t- tough, tough season for them, and in, in you know, year. And, and it's only going to get tougher with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, and plus, he's such a good guy. So, you know, it's just hard just not to feel bad for him. That's oh, sarcasm, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Oklahoma loses in the the uh, maybe Bedlam will be the last yeah. one for a while, yeah. unless unless they meet in the postseason. So that was a fun game. I had that on while. There were some really fun games computer. Saturday. Yeah. There really were. There's some. There were some uh, really back and forth, really interesting games. It's you know, it's really too bad that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State couldn't work something out in a, especially in an eighteen. Like in, if if the SEC is playing eight. And Oklahoma's got four out of conference games to play with. Like I, I would, I would hope. If the, the SEC's playing eight, I would like to see them do it. I don't think the SEC's going to play eight. I don't. I, th- I mean, don't. beyond next yeah. year. Like we know, right. we know that next year is. A- Ooh, did you see that? We're going to get the, uh, we're going to get the the dates for okay. the eight SEC games uh, early. Early December was the word, including uh, you know a rematch with the uh, the game Auburn just played. Auburn Vanderbilt we played next year at Jordan Hare. That's one of the four mm-hmm. home games, and uh, and and, there, and I still think there's a chance. That if the SEC goes to the three permanent opponent model, I think there's a chance Vanderbilt is Auburn's third permanent opponent after Alabama and Georgia. I mean, that's that's. I mean, if you're trying to balance things out, yeah, it probably makes more sense. Oh, it than, does. Probably makes more sense than Arkansas or South Carolina as that third opponent. And uh, the way Auburn showed up in uh, in Nashville uh, this Saturday made a you know a compelling argument. There's a there's there's desire at least on one side to uh, to keep playing this game. 334-321-1390. Love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on Saturday. What do you, you know, what did, what did you like? Uh, what were your concerns after Auburn's 31-15 win over Vanderbilt? And then uh, what do you think about this week? Anything, though, that you want to talk about in the world of sports? What, uh, what did you come away with? I mean, Saturday was, 
I mean, it was it was a game that I think played out the way a lot of folks on the Auburn side were expecting. I mean, we, we I, were talking I thought, about I thought Auburn would win comfortably, yeah. and it it probably should have been felt more a little less comfortable than I thought it would. Yeah. But uh, that's because of the pick six. Vanderbilt after that first drive really struggled. I Vanderbilt mean, after offense, the first drive got yeah. nothing. I mean, I think until I, late six six after after the first drive. I think six three and outs in their next seven. Uh, Vanderbilt. I don't went, know that Van, Vandy had uh, less than a hundred yards total offense going to the fourth. When quarter. Auburn, I mean, when, it was unbelievable. When Auburn scores to make it thirty-one-seven, Auburn has had five drives that end in points, and Vanderbilt has five first downs. Right. So it's. I mean, it, it had been a a really really tough. I mean, and and Vanderbilt picks it up a little bit after the uh, after Auburn takes the thirty-one-seven lead. Uh, but it yeah for, to I mean the the game felt over. When is it Jeremiah Cobb that scores on the sweep to make it to yes. make it thirty one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when Cobb scores, uh, the, you know the game feels like largely because of how Vanderbilt's offense had played. Like it's like this is gonna. I mean, maybe maybe Vanderbilt can rattle off twenty four nothing to force overtime. But no, it just but you felt sure like, didn't want them to score. You know, to score no. again. They were moving, and I'm thinking, crap, they score and go for two again. They're within a score. Yeah. That's why they went for two the first time. That Cobb touchdown, by the way, was a, a shovel pass counted as a yes. Peyton Thorne yep. touchdown. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's the second straight game. Mm-hmm. One touch, touchdown pass. It's pretty good. Jeremiah yeah. Cobb. Yep. He gets one touch, and it's a touchdown. Kid's going to be a game. special player for Yeah, him. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was I was pretty pleased. There, there were some things I saw that, I mean, I, I thought Auburn's inconsistencies blocking at times. Uh, I mean, Van, Vandy, gave, Vandy gave Auburn way too much trouble with pressure. I yeah. mean, Auburn, Auburn had done, I thought, pretty well. Over the last few games, I, mean, I don't know if Vandy gave him some different looks that Auburn wasn't expecting, hadn't seen, something like that. I thought there were there were just uh, at times where, you know, times Auburn blocked really well. There were other times where it looked like they no. weren't sure exactly, or a couple of guys weren't exactly sure who they were supposed to be blocking. Yeah, there was a time um, late in the first half where, you know, Auburn had those two long runs by um, Jarquez, but mm-hmm. the other – I don't know what it was. I, uh, the other nine plays or ten plays or something were averaging about two yards per yep. play or something like that. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were struggling at times. Yeah, I just figured they'd be more consistent. I mean, yeah. Vandy's scrappy; they'll play hard. But uh, yeah, just you know, and obviously the the receivers that that was the the biggest letdown of the game because they'd stepped up. They'd show they could get open. They were getting yeah. open better yeah. than we've seen them. And Vandy has been torched by a lot of teams. Yeah. And Auburn could have done that as well. If uh, you know, if they just make a few catches, yeah. I thought the design and, and uh, of the plays they they really caught um, Vanderbilt off guard a few times and had mm-hmm. them set up for big plays. They just couldn't quite execute it. I believe we've got Spectre right. hanging on the phone. I only got one word in before I, uh, I I I put him on hold. So let's see if it's Spectre. Spectre, you there? Yes. How you doing, man? I didn't I didn't know who I had. Going. Yeah, Dan, Dan's running the board, and when you run the board here, you're also the uh, phone screener. So. It's Dan's day. So luckily, I knew Spec. I knew Specter after one word and could put him on hold. How you doing, bud? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. You need some practice, though. I don't know. I think I got it right. I think I. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was it was a, a first first guess. Yeah. Did you say this is the drive? Yeah, I heard him say drive yeah. when he picked it up. I said this is the drive. Okay. Um, what's all right, the, I'm sorry. I, what, what did I didn't you hear that part? What did, What did you think of Saturday, Specter? Well, here you go. Yeah, I hear everybody talking about receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. I never hear anybody talk about the supporting cast, which is the offensive line. All right, I saw holes you could drive a Mack truck through. 
I saw uh, quarterbacks time to look and think and throw. I saw receivers time to catch the ball but didn't drop it. So I think this offensive line needs a, a, a shout-out. Yeah, I think oh, the, I, I think you're absolutely right, Specter. Uh, I think the offensive line has has really improved a good bit. I mean, I think a lot of people didn't realize that with some of the way some of the things were going. Now Saturday, I thought they were they were inconsistent at times, but that's uh, um, it, it, it's still yeah, so is everybody so is everybody else on the team is inconsistent. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, uh, so, I just so we, we, did, go ahead. Yeah, they did their job to, get, to score the points they needed. Well, and what's got me what's got me enthused about the offensive line isn't just that they've gotten better over the course of the season. Although I think uh, you guys would all agree that's true, right? It does feel like the offensive line. Right. You know, we've seen we've seen them get better week to week. It's also that it's not as though this is an offensive line of five guys that are all going to move on from college football after this year, and Auburn's going to have to reshuffle the deck again. I mean, there are players. You're seeing who now there are guys who are going to have a decision to make. Dylan Wade is probably the number one player in that regard. Where if he does, he's, he's got to figure out if he wants to play another year of college yep. football or test the professional ranks. Uh, but beyond Dylan, uh, you know, Gunner, 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 also, uh, Gunner Avery, and Cam are out of eligibility. Right? Those are the, those are the three. I believe Gunner yeah. Britton, Avery Jones, and, and Cam uh, right. Cam Stutz are yeah. out of eligibility. But you but know, made you know, Gunner lose. You know, Musgrave uh, all played a lot. Dylan. You know, if it wasn't for injuries, uh, our offensive line probably wouldn't be as good as it is today. Well, they I are building some depth. You're right. Connor Liu yeah. has gotten the opportunity and has really played well. Jaden Muskrat is getting in there, and uh, they're trying to rest Cam Stutz. So that's a good point. Yeah, that is. Um, you know, I saw Peyton throw that pick six. And all I got to say about that is, you never throw blind. If you can't see your receiver, why throw it over there? Oh, he he says he saw the receiver. He didn't see the defensive back coming. Well, well Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze told him. Was, was that wrong? Is it the no, other way? Oh. That was Hugh Freeze's quote yeah. today. Oh. Hugh Freeze, absolutely. He said, don't throw blind. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If he saw the receiver, if he saw the receiver, he saw the back. Yeah, because he, he said, you know, he just, I guess, I, he thorn after the game. Hugh Freeze said Thorne came over and said, yeah, I just, I just straight up didn't see the guy. I thought he was referring to the defensive back because he, he just quickly tried to make the snap read to the, to the, to, to the receiver. But. Well, he, he just said he didn't see anything. <laughs> Is that right? I think, but well, what what I'm thinking, Specter, is if you watch the play again, though, like that, that defensive back is sort of, he's using Rivaldo as a screen, right? Like, so he, he does sort of pop out from, from Rivaldo once Peyton Thorne is making the throw. So I, I would believe Peyton Thorne saw Rivaldo, but not the smaller defensive back that was breaking on the ball and, and waiting for Peyton Thorne to throw it. Well, I, I, I saw a little bit different what you saw. Cause I saw the defensive back between between Peyton and the receiver. Well, well yeah, when, when the ball gets there, I think I think he's he's a little bit behind earlier on. But I, but I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, Fairweather he didn't make an attempt at all to try to stop that guy. No, nah, Rivaldo, I thought had a he had a rough game. Yeah, sure did. All right, guys, that's all for today. Appreciate it, Specter. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Who we got, Dan? Uh, no. Oh, oh, I thought we had somebody else. Uh, give us a call if you get a chance. It's Bill, Dan, and Brian Matthews here on the Monday edition of the Drive. Uh, we'd love to get your thoughts on Auburn this past Saturday. Anything though from uh, from the last few days.
as we uh, as we sit here, sort of Monday afternoon quarterbacking. We're, we're way behind, right? Are we going to take a break? Are we? Oh, have we not taken the bottom of the hour break? I don't believe we're taking the bottom of the hour Well, then we definitely break. need to get to break, <laughs> and we'll be back with your phone calls here on the Monday Drive. That's when you can go ahead and just click this. Martha Hank with the Food Bank of East Alabama. The annual Beat Bama Food Drive is on. In partnership with Kroger, committed to zero hunger, zero waste, that's Kroger's bold nationwide impact plan. And in that spirit, we invite you to join our local campaign. So the next time you shop Kroger, please purchase non-perishable items for East Alabama families in need. For donation information, visit foodbankofeastalabama.com. Together we can beat Bama and beat hunger. Attention large property owners and adventure seekers. If you're looking for a reliable and powerful off-road vehicle, check out the full lineup of Landmaster UTVs at University Ace Hardware. With a tough steel frame, four-wheel drive, and strong suspension, Landmaster UTVs can handle anything from hauling gear for a hunting trip, tackling chores around your property, or exploring new trails. Landmaster has a UTV for you. Visit University Ace Hardware today and experience the ultimate UTV in off-road performance. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Noble here with Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. On behalf of the Dixie family, I want to sincerely thank you for your recent help in the fight against breast cancer. With all the photos you posted during October's Catch Me in Pink campaign, we were able to donate thousands of dollars to the Georgia Life Foundation. The money you raised will provide free mammograms and other breast cancer screenings to Alabama women who otherwise can't afford them. Visit calldixie.com. Call Dixie. Jeffco Trant Funeral Home and Crematory wants to salute all veterans from World War II veterans, Korean War vets, Vietnam vets, all the way to Iraq and Afghanistan War veterans. This great country of ours was built with the courage of soldiers willing to travel to foreign lands to defend our freedom. Jeffco Trant encourages you to thank a veteran you know this Veterans Day. We wouldn't be where we are today without them. Tracy Lawrence. I'm marching on. Live at the Oaks Farm. Would you pay me a Birmingham? Saturday, December 2nd. Find out who your friends are. With the Red Clay Strays and Zach Top. Tickets start at $45. Kids 6 and under free. $1 from every ticket sold goes to Tracy Lawrence's Mission Possible, benefiting the homeless. That's December 2nd. Gates open at 5. The Oaks Farm Veterans Parkway, Lafayette, Alabama. Tickets now at 423productions.com. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. 22 minutes away from 5 o'clock and let's get back to the Drive Hotline, presented by Skybar, and Dak is up next. Hey, Dak. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Pretty good. Good, good. Yeah, defense played well. Considering it was third-string quarterback, it's still good. Uh, I mean, especially the rushing, you know, we uh, denied them running the football, which I was happy to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to get a heavy dose of, of uh, quarterback league and quarterback sweep this week, don't y'all think? Oh, absolutely, with KJ. 
Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to go back to kind of like how they beat us last year, pounding the football and running him a lot. I think that's what we'll see. Yeah, it's, it seems like uh, there was a disconnect between what Dan Enos was trying to do and, and sort of what – and, and I, I think what may have happened is Dan Enos looked at what Arkansas has done under K.J. Jefferson in the past and thought if you could incorporate – slightly more sophisticated passing into all of that. Right. It makes them all yeah. the more dangerous. But in trying to become more sophisticated as a passing offense, they sort of lost their their identity and what yeah. made what made them so dangerous these last couple of years. Saturday felt like a little bit more of the Arkansas team that you'd seen in years past as far as how they were trying to attack a team, and it, uh, it ended up getting them a, a win in Gainesville. Yeah, I agree with you, Dan, absolutely. Uh, I think they, uh, you know... I think they were trying to do something to get them over the hump, uh, you know, because they've been, you know, close these last couple of years and they needed something extra. And they thought by bringing him in to do that, it would. But in, in reality, it hurt them more than it helped them. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that, Dan. On the interception that Thorne threw, it was a high-low route, uh, what you call a China route, where the inside receiver runs a corner and that outside receiver jogs off about five yards. You're trying to draw that corner up. And the quarterback, just like I teach in driver's ed, you 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 know you look one way, you look the other, and then before you enter that look highway, back. you look again. Yep. Yeah. He 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 looked up close first, then he looked back, and then he threw it without looking short again. And and that dude suckered him. You know, a lot he of good. You know, some DBs are good enough at doing that. He threw it in the back. He threw it into oncoming traffic. Is, is, that's is, right. Is what, that's is what right. happened there. He didn't. He didn't give that third look. But anyway, other than that, I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the receivers, you know, we, you know, I, there's no sense in the rehashing what everybody else has already said. And but I, just, I think there's been. I think there's been progress the last couple of weeks at receiver too. I mean, I, even with a couple of these drops, like I, I think that you're seeing guys that feel. I mean, they're they're more competitive in the one-on-one downfield routes. Uh, oh no doubt. I mean, no doubt they've gotten better. I mean, they're just you know. We can't expect a hundred percent turnaround in one season, you know. I, I get it, uh, but they have gotten better. Uh, and uh, but you know, we can't we can't this week, and then the, obviously the Alabama game, we can't afford drops at all. No, no, yeah. no kidding. But anyway, good to hear from you guys. Appreciate it, Dak. Yeah, no, it was it was sort of contagious Saturday, Brian. I mean, uh, uh, Javarius drops a, yeah. a, a pass right to him, but then he made a nice. Running catch on one that I thought, oh, it's a little too high, and he he reached up, snagged it, pulled it down, and, and made a nice play. Yeah, and Rivaldo struggled, but then he he did make a, a nice catch too. So, um, yeah, they did, they just got to be more consistent, right? They just got to make some more plays. Um, they have gotten better. Like, they're, they're they're definitely yeah. better at at being able to create a little space. Yes, I mean you see them running open. And I know there were people earlier this year going, oh, they're running wide open all over the field. Well, no, they, they weren't really. There'd be times when there'd be somebody open. But as we were saying back then, it may not have been at the depth that they were supposed to right. be. Uh, and I would say of the guys who have eligibility left uh, after this season, you could see Camden Brown, Jay Fair, maybe Javarius Johnson, like all all making and making a pretty good case that they could be Caleb Burton, uh, Caleb Burton in, in line for some playing time next year. You know, some of these guys were one year rentals mm-hmm. or uh, players that were going to try to use a one year opportunity in the SEC to springboard to to bigger and better. Um, and, and yeah, so I think Q Freeze, but there's there's also the possibility of bringing in veterans via the portal or uh, some some of the high-level freshmen that Hugh Freeze has recruited. I have a portal question, Brian. 
Um, The portal is not open unless your coach has been fired. Michigan State made a coaching change. Has there been any talk of any Michigan State players? This is just something that occurred to me over the weekend. Peyton Thorne played yeah, Michigan he, State. He would he would know. I mean, was as, there anybody left there? I haven't heard of anything that, yet. That could because they had they had some really good ones for I a believe, couple of years. I believe an offensive lineman from Michigan State took an official to Ole Miss over the weekend. So I think some of those guys are okay. uh, in the portal. And and I do yeah. I just I wondered. I think that's the only. I think that's the only Power Five coaching change that's been made uh, this coach, season yeah. so far. Which, by the way, is a little bit surprising, right? That we're this. It this, is. We're in November, this deep in the season, and there's it's been not like everybody's it, having a great and it, year. And it wasn't. And it wasn't just Mel Tucker. It wasn't on field, right? Like it wasn't right. only right. on. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't just because of the. It record. wasn't just on field yeah. there. So there's extenuating the circumstances. Uh, but no, I just I was thinking about that with the Michigan State players. Like that. I mean, the portal is open. To to Michigan State football players has been since I believe I believe thirty days from the moment Mel Tucker was let go, um, and then uh, and and then they I, get another thirty days at the. I think they at, do. I think you get th- maybe it's open all season after maybe it's open from from I think from it the may moment. be until the time that it closes yeah. at the end of the thirty day period I, after championship games. I think that I think for, I think players get that a full amount of time. I think the only players that can officially enter the portal at midseason are players who are on a team that has had a coaching change. And then everyone else you can announce that you're gonna go into the portal, but you're not officially in the portal until the portal opens on on championship game was the Monday after yeah the Mon- Monday Monday after uh, conference championship yeah the, the Monday after they reveal the the, the playoff or, or whatever it is but uh, but no I was just thinking about that with you know between between Michigan State being the only place where players can technically go into the portal and former Michigan State quarterback and captain now at mm-hmm. Auburn University you know I, I just wondered if, uh, if if maybe Auburn's kicked the tires that's, on that's a good question on on anybody from the uh, from from the Michigan State Spartans huh. Uh, I probably should have you know any yet. I probably I probably should have asked Peyton Thorne that question. Today. I probably should have gone today and asked Peyton, you know, hey anybody anybody who uh you know should, any, should, any former teammates yeah, that I, uh that might be looking for looking for uh for a spot. You know, I I don't think Peyton Thorne would name names in probably that situation. Not. But I there's you know, I bet there probably is one or two that he thinks could could come from, from Michigan State and contribute if they if they wanted to and there was mutual interest uh, all around. Three three four. There's a, re- there's a receiver in Tallahassee now. Oh could probably my come, goodness! Could probably he come is, in. is he is he good or what? He could contribute uh, just about. He could Keon contribute. Keon Coleman the is is he's one of the best. Yeah, there's he, no question. Yeah, no, that, that's you know it's gotten harder to identify what quarterbacks are going to go to the NFL and play well. I feel like it's getting easier to tell what receivers are going to be go mm-hmm. really good at the NFL level. You know those two LSU guys a couple years ago. You watched them and said it's going to be tough for anybody to stop those two. That, that's that's Keon Coleman, right? Like that's a guy. Oh, yeah. Good 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 luck with. Uh, and you know what? And if if Travis Hunter only played receiver, I feel oh, like he'd be one. I feel like that'd be well. He's he's whatever whatever he's playing. He's whatever, yeah, be. whatever he decides to do. But if he just said, "I'm just going to be a receiver and forget the defense, and I'm going to focus on being the best receiver possible," I feel like he'd be a guy who has that uh, has has that kind of ceiling. Oh yeah. Fourteen minutes away from five o'clock here on the Monday edition of the Drive. Uh, we'd love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on this past weekend. What do you think about upcoming? As Dan mentioned earlier today, I mean, it's the first day of basketball. There's a lot of basketball going on. The Auburn women playing tonight, hosting Jack State. Auburn, the uh, the men are, I guess they're there. The, yeah, they've got to the, be. The, the plane, the, the plane, plane left, left at 11, in, didn't it? I think Bruce Bruce talked to the media like moments before the plane took yeah, off. Yeah, he right? came it's, in at 10.15 
ready to go uh, go hop the plane. I think the bus was waiting for uh, for, for Bruce, you know, take the gang to the uh, to the airport. But uh, yeah, I, I would think good, good news, good news uh, for on on the injury front, saying that both Janai Broom and Aiden Holloway are are good to go for tomorrow night. Yeah, that's good. That's real good news. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure that um, both are 100 oh, percent yet, but no, they're, gonna, they're definitely so. going to play, and then they're. This team, I think, is really excited to get out here. This is going to be a great test against Baylor. Uh, very talented team, and Baylor's a team that plays really fierce defense. Can be a tough matchup early in the season for any team. Oh, yeah. T- how time flies. I mean, it's hard to believe Bruce has been at Auburn this long. Scott Drew's yep. been at Baylor 16 years hard now. To believe, yeah. Is it 16? City, 16 I, I mean, years. Well, I mean, That's what Bruce said. I think I thought it was longer. I thought because the scandal was 20 years ago with. Uh, with uh, uh, Dave Bliss, you know, yeah. one, one of the wor- I mean, and by the way, and not to rehash it because it's it's thoroughly unpleasant. You can read the Wikipedia article, but the I mean, if you if you think Bruce inherited a tough situation in Auburn basketball, yeah, Scott Drew inherited one of the all time tough situations anybody's walked into uh, when, when he first got to Baylor, and to have turned that program, which had really no record of success in men's basketball, to to build that into a consistent Big Twelve championship contender and a, a team that. Has gone to the Final Four and won the national championship. I mean, he's he's one of the very best in all of college basketball. No, you're right. He's he's been there. He's been there since '03. Maybe so he's been there 20 years. He, he's maybe the number. Like I, I would say of of everyone. And Bruce is on this list as far as at the job the job they've done at the school they're at right now. He he might be number one in college basketball. Like that, he might he might be the guy who's done the best job at his current school. And Bruce is in the conversation. Um, considering, because I think that you also yeah. factor in like what what the program what, was what before it you was, arrived, what it is now. Like he's he's, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, Scott Drew's, I mean, may, maybe number one on that list. That that's how that that's how uh, successful and and, and impressive. Well, I guess what he's is. talking about is the last sixteen seasons, because yeah, I mean, after oh, they taking, were buried. I mean, yeah. after taking over, I mean, he wins eight, nine, four, and then goes fifteen and sixteen his fourth year before they started. In the 2007-8 season, uh, runs of yeah, the last 16 years they've had uh, 14 20 win seasons and, and, and a, 11 NCAA tournaments. It's it's a bit of a long shot, but uh, if you live near the Samford Pentagon, if tomorrow night's game is a reasonable drive, very uh, very uh, inexpensive tickets, uh, single digit single digit ticket prices yeah. on. Uh, on 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 the third party sites, so I mean you can you can find tickets on the relative cheap if you uh, if you're an Auburn fan thinking about going to uh, uh, is it Sioux Falls? It is uh, Sioux Falls, South, South Dakota. I, I, I heard I, I did hear somebody saying that compared to trying to buy a um, second market, an aftermarket SEC basketball ticket for Auburn, it's, it was cheaper for them to fly to Sioux Falls and get tickets for just about nothing it's like and the, watch Auburn Baylor. It's, it's like the people that are flying to Europe to see Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's cheaper than... Uh, yeah, cheaper, I know some of those. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's cheaper than trying to go to an American show. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in here on the Monday Drive. Hi, this is Jessica Venturi, Lee County District Attorney. Hundreds of car break-ins were reported across Lee County last year. Car break-ins happen anytime, anywhere. Your driveway, parking lots, and businesses. Unlocked cars are easy targets, and anything left in your vehicle is fair game. Thieves especially love to steal firearms, medications, and electronics. Don't make it easy for them. Lock your doors, don't leave windows cracked, park in well-lit areas, and take your property with you or secure your valuables out of sight. Lock it or lose it, Lee County. 
County. Attention large property owners and adventure seekers. If you're looking for a reliable and powerful off-road vehicle, check out the full lineup of Landmaster UTVs at University Ace Hardware. With a tough steel frame, four-wheel drive, and strong suspension, Landmaster UTVs can handle anything from hauling gear for a hunting trip, tackling chores around your property, or exploring new trails. Landmaster has a UTV for you. Visit University Ace Hardware today and experience the ultimate UTV and off-road performance. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware tools. Inspired by the bold bison, Southern Union students blaze new trails every single day. They press forward knowing their SU education will lead them to success. Affordable, accessible, and locally unparalleled. Whether you're transitioning to a university or launching straight into a lucrative career, a degree from SUSEC can help you blaze your path. Three locations, dedicated faculty and staff, endless possibilities. It's all waiting for you at Southern Union. It's time to venture forward. Register today. This is Martha Hank with the Food Bank of East Alabama. The annual Beat Bama Food Drive is on. In partnership with Kroger, committed to zero hunger, zero waste, that's Kroger's bold nationwide impact plan. And in that spirit, we invite you to join our local campaign. So the next time you shop Kroger, please purchase non-perishable items for East Alabama families in need. For donation information, visit foodbankofeastalabama.com. Together we can beat Bama and beat hunger. Seasons Federal Credit Union is offering a 7-month CD at an annual percentage yield of 5.64% and a 13-month CD at an annual percentage yield of 5.38%. Four Seasons Federal Credit Union is the financial institution for you. This promotion is for new deposits only with a $2,500 minimum. Membership eligibility required. Accounts are federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration. Contact us for more details. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final couple of minutes of hour number one. Let's get right back to The Drive hotline, and Matt gets us started. Hey, Matt. Hey guys, um, a couple of quick questions if you don't mind. I was curious if you guys knew since we have three games left, right? Yes. Um, is there anybody, and hopefully a bowl game? Is there anybody on the on the current you know roster that we've been redshirting that we would say, okay, here's a chance to play for the last few games, and it won't affect their being a you know losing a year. There are some guys that there there are some players that have redshirted and haven't played. I don't know of any that just jump out at me, Brian. As well, boy, I was thinking maybe wide receiver. I mean, I, I, no, nobody's everybody's beating nobody's, on the wide receiver. Everybody's playing. Yeah, they've tried them all. <laughs> if, um, <laughs> if J.C. Hart were redshirting as a wide receiver, he would be the yeah. name. But he's been working at defensive back. Maybe J.C. Hart. And I wonder how many some, games he's played. In yeah, I mean up that, to now. that would be a name that I, I could mm-hmm, I could sure. throw out there. Maybe I mean I, I would look at the defensive backfield and defensive line. Uh, 
Darren Reed. Is yeah, the there's guy. a guy that that early on we thought might did, get some play. Did right Champ? Did Champ? An- the scout team. But. Did Champ Anthony take a redshirt year when he was in junior college? Did yes. he redshirt last year? Yeah, and, and he's, so he's playing. And he's he's played. He's, and he's, he's played, played, played a lot. And of he's played and five or six he, games. At he's least. a he's a guy that I would think maybe you could see more of. Uh, you know, down the stretch. You know, because that is a spot. The secondary, unlike some other positions on the team, that's a spot where Auburn maybe should expect to lose quite a bit of veteran production after yeah. the season is over. And so getting guys like J.C. and Champ Anthony some playing time, I don't know, may- maybe could be an investment in the future. Yeah. And Colton Hood and Tyler Scott are two cornerbacks. Right. I don't know how many games they played so far, but they are certainly Not many. capable of helping yep. out. Huh. And um, the other thing, I've heard a lot of people complaining about you know, the wide receivers we need to fire a wide receiver coach. I mean, you can't catch it for them, right? I mean, Now they're getting open now. And they're getting open, and they've made – that's the frustrating thing, I guess, is they they make a bad, they they miss that easy one, and then they catch number six caught a really drop one, and he caught a really hard one. Yep. you know, two plays later. So I I don't think it's all on the coaching. I, I think personally, we're we're getting better. We just got to put it all together on that. Um, does it is it just me or twenty two the running back? He doesn't look like he's quite back to where he was before he got hurt. No, I think that I think that's reasonable. Damari probably. Probably not a hundred percent. They might be they might be taking it easy with him too, right? I mean, the amount of the amount he's playing. I don't know exactly how many snaps Demari played on Saturday, but yeah, I could see them wanting to ease him uh, back into and and you know, like we say, Bill, shoulders are tricky. Like, oh, I, yeah. that's a, that's a shoulder injury, and that's a uh, I, I can't imagine trying to play running back uh, if if that thing isn't one hundred percent and then stable. Say. Yeah, I would say they may be just trying to get him through the season and then have surgery to make it a long term thing. Um, last question. So I heard rumor that um, that is it Grenier, the, the, the quarterback, was actually if something had happened to, to Peyton Thorne, that he would have been the backup. Is that well, you guys heard? Anything? I I don't know that, but Hugh really. Really praised Holden for his practice he last week. Great week, and he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, we days for service. ABS of Auburn is your locally owned and operated solution. A full line Canon, Lexmark, Toshiba, and Ricoh dealer. ABS of Auburn specializes in smooth, efficient office operations. Get the systems, tools, and expertise you need for streamlined productivity, plus reliable support that's always on call. ABS of Auburn, how may we help you? Call 334-329-7000 to schedule a free on-site consultation today. For one night only, Denver's Cleo Parker Robinson Dance and the New Orleans Jazz Orchestra join forces live on stage for Sacred Spaces, a multimedia national tour production celebrating African-American congregations who rose up from the ashes of their burned-out churches while rejoicing in the spirit of healing and reconciliation. Don't miss this inspirational event of music and dance. Triumph over tragedy, Thursday, November 9th, Opelika Center for the Performing Arts. For tickets, go to eastalabamaarts.org. See you there. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. I'm Jessica Samuel with Opelika Power Services. Opelika Power is committed to delivering the highest level of service and value to our customers. We are devoted to meeting the needs of our customers through safe, reliable, and affordable delivery of electricity to the home. We're proud to serve you. 
Please visit our website for more information about the benefits of public power. We thank you for your business. We're Opelika Power Services, hometown people working for you. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Tracy Lawrence. I'm marching on. Live at the Oaks Farm. Would you pay me a Birmingham? Saturday, December 2nd. Find out who your friends are. With the Red Clay Strays and Zach Top. Tickets start at $45. Get six and under free. One dollar from every ticket sold goes to Tracy Lawrence's Mission Possible, benefiting the homeless. That's December 2nd. Gates open at 5. The Oaks Farm Veterans Parkway, Lafayette, Alabama. Tickets now at 423productions.com. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi, an NBA spotlight on New York tonight, where James Harden will make his Clippers debut against the Knicks. LA's been off since... Wednesday, which has been helpful getting Harden acclimated with his new team. ESPN NBA reporter, Om Young Masuk. He has been preparing for this in an hour for the last four days in which the Clippers have been using this off time as sort of a mini camp. He's gone through five on five. He's gone through multiple scrimmages. He went through a practice yesterday. And then this morning they went through a walkthrough at the team hotel. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones' 2023 season ends after six games, two touchdown passes, six interceptions, and MRI confirmed that he will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray will start Sunday against the Falcons as long as he has no setbacks in practice this week. Murray is coming back from a torn ACL. Baseball Cubs fired manager David Ross, hired Brewers skipper Craig Council as his successor. Council five years $40 million highest for any MLB manager ever. Yankees bullpen coach Carlos Mendoza hired as Mets manager and the Guardians hired Mariners bullpen coach Stephen Vogt as their new manager. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. is an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in. Hour number two of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Here in the studio, an hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. We have calls holding. Let's get right to them because uh, our first caller, and that's Jeremy, right? 
has been hanging on since hour number one. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for hanging on. Felt like I was on hold for a full hour. Um, you guys, everybody's talking about the receivers and all this. Any, any talk about like the amount of drops that Bandy's receivers had on Saturday? They had a bunch too, didn't they? Like I, like I'm, I'm concerned about Saturday. Like Arkansas looking better. Um. Oh, that's not that is not a team that is not a team that has given up on the season at Arkansas. You would think, oh man, they're so close to being a top. I mean, they'd be pretty highly ranked if they'd split those games, the six losses they had by one score. Just think, I mean, yeah, I mean they're they're three and six right now. They could easily be six and three, or maybe even better. And they're coming home after after earning a road win over a team that after really after a team that really wanted one. Yeah, after a big win, they, you know, you get you get Jefferson feeling good. You know, we we can't afford to have those guys. We can't afford to have those guys. You know, Andy Andy had some receivers running around a little bit open Saturday, and I, it 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 worries me going up there. Um, I am glad to have Keontae Scott. He looks he looks good. He looks better, um, and I'm really glad to have him back there returning the punts. That guy's going to break one. Yeah, it's cra- it's crazy when you're watching from a distance. You have to see the back of their jersey sometimes quickly before you see them moving to determine which zero is it because that's which, Auburn, which both, zero is yeah, it? Auburn said both zeros what? back there returning punts. Keontae has got the guts for that jump. Like he, that is a guy that he will go go catch the ball in traffic, not call fair catch, and still run for an extra five to ten yards. Um, I, I like seeing I like seeing him back there. Um, but yeah, just like the the drops that Bandy's receivers had worry worries me going into this upcoming game this weekend. Like we we can't afford. We've got to get off to a good start, and we we've, we've done that the last two games now against mm-hmm. against State and against uh, against well, Bandy. Yeah. We were able to jump out and get off to really good starts against teams that you're better than. Last year, I think after that game, we all had the same conclusion. Arkansas had more talent last year than we had. That that was a general consensus. And they've still got some and, talent. Yeah. And that's and that's your worry, is you're walking into a stadium with a team that is good. They haven't been able to put it all together, but you, you've got to get on them and make them remember why they've had the lousy season that they've had. See, see, I would say roster-wise, it reminds me of Ole Miss in that I think Auburn, Auburn and Arkansas, I don't know exactly how much better Arkansas is at most of the spots, but it does seem like, um, and, and, and with Ole Miss, it, it was the it was receiver among the skill positions. You know, Arkansas has had flashier players, KJ Johnson and KJ Jefferson and the and, and Rocket Sanders. You know, these are guys with with long track records. I think it's it's close. You know, my my, my guess would be, uh, yeah. you know, there's not there's not a ton of daylight uh, between these two rosters, uh, but some of Arkansas's uh, most important players are more proven than their Auburn counterparts. Sure. What what's their help? Arkansas, do we know? I don't think you're going to see Rocket Sanders, which oh, is which is good. wasn't Wasn't he out there for some of the Florida game? I think they I think they eased him back in a little, but I mean they haven't been able to count on him for you know for the kind of duty that they would like. See, seeing him out there in the Florida game made me think like, oh, okay, may, maybe it's uh, you know maybe he's trending towards starting to play more. I mean, AJ Green has been. I mean, he he yeah. he's played more than uh, than than Sanders has lately, and then Dubinion. Have been the guys uh, that have been out there, but you know they they brought in a couple of uh, 
they brought in a couple of receivers that that Auburn was interested in uh, through right. the transfer portal. So they they still got some talent. Jefferson's a guy. Jefferson just scares me to death. I mean, oh, you got uh, yeah, because you you can do everything right, and yep. he can he can Jalen Daniels you and and pick up twenty on his own. Sanders, Sanders uh, eighteen for one hundred three against Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rocket Rock had hundred yards on Saturday. Well, Florida, that, that, so. I'm even more worried. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't. I didn't watch as much of that one. Man. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do that, man. You guys have a good night. Yeah. Th- so, so combined against Florida, uh, thirty-five rushes for one ninety-five for Rocket and KJ. Yeah. So that's that's something a rushing defense has to be ready well, for. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they're favored, and I think they should be at home. I mean, you know, it's only you know two and a half, three, but, but that's that's about what home field. It's been you. a while since Auburn's uh, defense faced a team that tries to run the ball the, the way the way yep. Arkansas will. And that was a concern here early on. Remember, I mean, we we were worried about when a team just lines up and decides they want to lean on you. Does does feel like some depth has uh, has has sort of evolved at at, at uh, on on the defensive line? Though, seeing more seeing more Lawrence Johnson. Uh, seeing some like Zeke, Walker. Hugh didn't mention him today, but but he I thought had his best game. Yeah, at, at Auburn, he was yeah. in, at least at least he was involved and a little more disruptive. I thought was playing you know on too. the other side of the line of scrimmage. He definitely stood out, and that's a great story for a guy that was you know got the opportunity after the injury to Messiah Nasili Kite. Yep, and has really stepped up, played much better. He's been around Auburn. I think this is his third or fourth year. And uh, it's just good to see him getting in there, making plays, and, and contributing to this team. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And Tex is up next. Hey, Tex. Well, I fulfilled my uh, journey for every SEC stadium. Did you I have the was... fun? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess you were telling me a little bit about it. Uh, did you have the same route and tour that that seemed like everybody went up there? You had to go through the through the basketball facility to yeah. get in and through the baseball facility to get out? Yeah. Uh, yes, with everybody that was sitting on the same side of the field. <laughs> and to make it worse, the the uh, walk-up areas don't separate sections. It separates A section. So I was in T, seat number one, which was right butted up against seat number 60 or something. I forget what it was. On coming from the other side, it was the yeah. The aisles say, ran in the middle of the sections. That's wild. Yeah, in the middle of T is it? So one through thirty was where I was at, and then thirty-one. So I was in the middle of the section, despite their diagram when I bought the tickets showing me that I would be on the end of the aisle. Well, and maybe they so, changed their minds since they're re, you know since they're remodeling. Well, <laughs> well, you know the biggest mistake they made. Was they sent an email asking for what was your experience like? Oh no! <laughs> so uh, it should be pretty fun to answer those questions. Anyway, that being said, great Auburn people there, unbelievable crowd uh, of orange, just orange and blue. And Bill, I sent you the picture of the sunset with me and Cindy. And let me just tell you, what was that? The clouds were all red. Oh, they were orange. Okay. They were bright, bright orange. The, the camera may not show it to you, but they were bright orange. They looked like they and looked it, like red, you know, puffs of something in the it, in the sky. If you don't think God's an Auburn fan, you should have been at that game because this sunset was incredible. Uh, uh, just a little bit about the game. We played a lot of base defense, and we also played zone. 
especially when the young guys are in the secondary. And if we do that Saturday, we're in a lot of trouble uh, because we don't maintain lane integrity when we're playing zone behind us. And we let their quarterback get out and run a little bit, and we also created throwing lanes for him because we were trying to get to the quarterback. When we sent guys and we played man, uh, and when number 36 is in the middle of the field, it completely changes the whole thing. Uh, when he was on the field, there weren't very many wide receiver, receivers running open. Uh, younger guys, yes, they played basic zone and played basic defense. So we were getting pressure. We would just get a little bit out of our lane and he'd go right through the thing. Uh, that also gets that, you know, uh, Tex, are you okay? I don't because we're, we're getting we're getting we're getting something. It sounds bit. like sounds like you're getting knocked around. Oh well, I'm driving on Louisiana roads. Oh okay. <laughs> it's just I, I guess I'll it's just the re- yeah. the reception's playing some games with you right right now is the only thing. Thanks. Oh, we we, well, we break, break breaking up a little bit. So okay. Well, I tell you what, what I'll do. I'll, I'll just finish up with this. I met one of your sponsors. Oh, that sounds uh, better now. Yeah. Okay. When I said sponsor, got yeah, better. right, right. When you started saying that, seriously, <laughs> yeah. it cleared up. I took I took my finger <laughs> off the button when you said that. <laughs> so I met one of your sponsors, Derek. Uh, I think he, they sponsor the hotline. Uh, the the south, south the podcast Southeastern Industrial Contractors. So the podcast. That's correct. I met him and his wife and the people that were with him. Uh, oddly enough, I met him at Kid Rock's bar, and uh, then we texted a little bit during the game. He was one section over from us, and so. Uh, great guy, great Auburn man. He listens all the time. Oh yeah, uh, he he he's uh, he he loves Auburn football. So it was really really cool to do. Last but not least, I would just tell you, uh, we we have some athletes, but I think in a game like that, I looked at. Have you seen Phillips' uh, story about the comparison of the other three SEC teams that went in there and played and the score difference and the yardages? No, no, I haven't. It's about the same. You need to take a look at that because when you look at it, it's all right in the teens, uh, difference in score, and the yardage, with the exception of Georgia, is about the same. And a couple, and two of them actually was more. So it's really interesting to see. They play really hard. I'll tell you that. They, they wanted to win. I don't know how you play in your own stadium and there's less people. I think we probably had more moms and dads than they had total fans in the stadium, oh. which is really sad. Well, every time it they showed really a shot, it was definitely more orange yeah. than it was I, black well, and gold. I, I imagine, not not to, like, because I, I think that Vanderbilt football players are as competitive as anyone else. I imagine they understand sort of that it's it's a little bit different than signing up to play anywhere else in the league for, for a variety of reasons and having mm-hmm. a, having a Vanderbilt alum coaching them, I think probably helps put that yeah. in perspective. And it's all, you know, it's all adversity. That's going to make them the, the best possible person down the line. Yes. Well, uh, well, well, without question, but I will tell you this, I don't know if they have an engineering school. They have an incredible medical facility all around the campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out a lot of brilliant people, but they need to have somebody redesign their stadium and figure out a way to fix their seating charts in, in the in and out. Because the west side of the stadium had the same issue, one way in, one way out. So trying to get, what, 10,000, 12,000 people from one side out? is and, and basically we felt like cattle being pushed through the, uh, through the cages. So uh, 
but I enjoyed it, man. What a great trip. Nashville's a tremendous place. I did get to watch baseball practice on Friday up there. They're loaded again. Oh my gosh, they're loaded. No shock. I watched a, I watched a couple bullpens that are uh, nasty, uh, to, to say the least. So other than that, uh, I won't go back to that football stadium. I'll go to the baseball stadium. <laughs> uh, so anyway, and uh, Derek, it was good talking to you. Good meeting your wife. Appreciate the hospitality when we met at Kid Rock's place. Uh, the music seems great. Uh, day drinking's not for text anymore. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, it, it's it, it was worth going for once, and I, I've done my duty going to Nashville. That being said, catch the frickin' football. I don't care. Block on the outside. I don't care. Make the play. We got to make a play. Uh, how many fumbles did we not recover? Three. Three. Yeah, one of them. One, uh, one of them. One. You, one of them wouldn't have counted if you had because of the penalty. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they got to make. Well, those let me just say the, the 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 fair catch interference. Now that I saw it on video, you're right, Bill. That was a terrible call. Yeah, a terrible call. That's not fair catch interference. That we we didn't touch him. We're moving out of the way. We're moving away from him. Uh, I, I heard I heard an ball. official this morning say that that was fair catch interference because according to this official, if you're ever within a yard of the receiver, even if you jump back out of the way, that's interference. It feels like a call that call on Saturday rewards a mistake by the Vanderbilt player because he mistimed or, or misread yeah. where the ball was going to go. Yeah. Not that that's like an easy thing to do. And, and I mean, you know, maybe the wind picked up there at the end and, and you know, the, the changed uh, the trajectory. Yeah, start teaching, start teaching your, uh, your punt returner to step back an extra step yeah. from where you are and then jump into the guy <laughs> as the ball gets I mean, there. Yeah, it almost feels like you, you could do that strategically. So, yeah, I, I, I was disappointed to see that as the, uh, as the call, too. That's okay. I saw the former head of officials somewhere mention that uh, that was targeting in the Alabama LSU game too, and it wasn't. So, not that it would have mattered, but it it, it was pretty. It, boy, I, it, was, it was pretty brutal for for uh, for, for Daniels though. Whew. Yes, uh, it was. And I will tell you this: I, I distrust officials more today now than ever. I, I just don't know what pass interference is. I don't know what targeting is, and. You know, I, and sometimes I don't know what holding is, and I really don't know what a cut block is, because that wasn't a cut block. Two guys above the waist blocking, and they throw a flag. Eh. Well, Hugh so, Freeze seemed to feel like right. it was. It was well. It didn't yeah. appear so. So, all right, guys, I appreciate the time. All right, Tex, good hearing from you. And uh, speaking of Nashville, I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of projections. Where that have Auburn playing in the Music City Bowl? Yeah, I mean, there makes could, a lot of sense. And Auburn has a Auburn has a men's basketball game uh, in uh, in Nashville, right? They play they play at uh, Vanderbilt during during the season as well. And I think there's another maybe there's a baseball series. Oh, and the SC, is the SEC tournament in in Nashville? I believe, I believe the basketball tournament will be there as well. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of opportunities. Yeah, a lot of yep. a lot of uh, opportunities that Auburn fans, uh, you know, Nashville natives, and seeing that Auburn. kind of crowd there Saturday doesn't hurt. Sounds like a lot of stops at the Athens Buckies to me. As, as we folks, stop going and coming back, you know, I still have never been. I've never been wow. in Buckies. Okay, uh, I mean, maybe I should, and then that'll get me back. But the gas is inexpensive. Yeah, I know. It's just not. It's not on the way. Yeah. All right. 
If they become a sponsor, we'll. Well, I mean, it's, it's 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 a fi- it's a fine it's a fine service station. It's a fine gas station. Oh, uh, I had dinner there. It was good. See, I I can't can't give you any anything about that yet. All right, we'll get to our first break. Love for you to join in here on the Monday Drive. This is Martha Hank with the Food Bank of East Alabama. The annual Beat Bama Food Drive is on. In partnership with Kroger, committed to zero hunger, zero waste, that's Kroger's bold nationwide impact plan. And in that spirit, we invite you to join our local campaign. So the next time you shop Kroger, please purchase non-perishable items for East Alabama families in need. For donation information, visit foodbankofeastalabama.com. Together we can beat Bama and beat hunger. For one night only, Denver's Cleo Parker Robinson Dance and the New Orleans Jazz Orchestra join forces live on stage for Sacred Spaces, a multimedia national tour production celebrating African-American congregations who rose up from the ashes of their burned-out churches while rejoicing in the spirit of healing and reconciliation. Don't miss this inspirational event of music and dance. Triumph over tragedy, Thursday, November 9th, Opelika Center for the Performing Arts. For tickets, go to EastAlabamaArts.org. See you there. Attention large property owners and adventure seekers. If you're looking for a reliable and powerful off-road vehicle, check out the full lineup of Landmaster UTVs at University Ace Hardware. With a tough steel frame, four-wheel drive, and strong suspension, Landmaster UTVs can handle anything from hauling gear for a hunting trip, tackling chores around your property, or exploring new trails. Landmaster has a UTV for you. Visit University Ace Hardware today and experience the ultimate UTV in off-road performance. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Of all the things one can list as to what makes our country a beacon of freedom to the world, first on the list should be those who have worn and wear the uniform of our armed services. This is Sheriff Jay Jones with an offer of continued respect and support of the men and women, past and present, who took the oath to protect and defend our country and all we hold so dear. We honor their sacrifice. All of us at the Lee County Sheriff's Office ask you to remember our military veterans on their day of recognition. Tracy Lawrence. I'm marching on. Live at the Oaks Farm. Would you pay Saturday, December 2nd. Find out who your friends are. With the Red Clay Strays and Zach Top. Tickets start at $45. Kids six and under free. One dollar from every ticket sold goes to Tracy Lawrence's Mission Possible, benefiting the homeless. That's December 2nd. Gates open at 5. The Oaks Farm Veterans Parkway, Lafayette, Alabama. Tickets now at 423productions.com. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the Monday edition of The Drive. Bill and Dan in the studio. Drew at the uh, Drew taking a uh, taking a break. He'll be back soon. I think tomorrow. He's tomorrow supposedly right? back tomorrow. Yeah, Drew will be back uh, in his uh, usual uh, captain's chair. Did the Steelers win over the weekend? I didn't see the Steelers uh, won on Thursday night. Didn't oh, they? I believe. I think. I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so, I, I do not know. I don't. Know, I, uh, what's the Monday night game tonight? I should know. I should know this all the time. I believe the Jets are playing tonight, but I couldn't tell uh, you. The 
uh, yeah, LA yeah, and, and Jets. Yeah, yep. yep. Is it the Chargers? Char- oh, Chargers, Chargers Jets. Jets. Jets, Chargers. Your uh, your your Monday night game tonight. So uh, uh, yeah. So so we will. Uh, yeah, we'll have Drew back tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Hey, you know Drew? Drew's out celebrating. Uh, a, a pretty splashy move. Cubs making a big hire, hiring Cubs. Craig Council away from the Brewers. Well, we were talking wow. about it a little bit the other day that obviously the Brewers were letting him uh, talk to just about every every other team. You would have thought the Brewers would have really fought to keep Craig Council. Did you do you know the sort of the financial story there? So apparently, mm, it apparently must not must not be a great one for the Brewers. Craig Council and his management sort of made it clear that they wanted to reset manager salaries and uh not they, they didn't feel beholden to sort of what the market said a manager should be paid and craig council was looking to uh to, to not just make the best possible deal for him but sort of re- because you had there he's going to set the set the new bars the standard because there had, because there had been reports that there were managers leaving uh, or, or major league uh managers and i guess bench coaches who thought there was more money for the best for the best college teams and now you're seeing because I think I think the deal is eight million a year for uh, wow. for for council with the with the Cubs. Good, good for him. And so Craig Council, yeah, looking to uh, look, looking to you know, back when he was playing and, and and a banjo hitting middle infielder. I never thought he'd be making that kind of money. Anymore. Somebody, a baseball team. Would Those be are the kind of guys that turn into great managers, though. You know, the guys that aren't necessarily the the perennial All Star MVP types. They're usually the guys that have to learn the game every every facet of the game to be able to stay. You know, stay in the in the majors, and he's a pretty thorough. He seems like a pretty thorough, uh, thoroughly qualified he's, guy. He's, and, uh, he's a sharp guy. Yeah. Very so, so I, guy. yeah, I think the Cubs are in good hands with. Uh, although it's you know, I thought the Cubs have been in good hands yeah. a few times. Apparently, David Ross didn't find out until it was. An, I mean, he heard about Craig Council being his replacement. Well, the story the story going around this morning was that Craig Council had been hired by a team that already had a manager. Like that was all that was yeah. being reported at first, and then I think it leaked out as to who that team was before the Cubs had officially fired David Ross. Right. So the timing, unfortunate there. As, yeah, if, you're uh, David, if you're David Ross, is that one of the times where you just turn your phone off? You don't want. It's like, no, I'm not going to answer the phone. They can't fire me. They can't fire me if they can't tell me. No, and, like, and you know yeah, what? And for and for an organization that doesn't have a ton of World Series heroes, it's un, you know it's, yeah, that, that's, that's not true. that's not really a way to treat one of them. But uh, it's I, you know that's uh, I, I think David Ross has you know he's been in the sport long enough to know the, these things. Can happen, and yeah, uh, and, and hopefully and, he can focus and follow, on and follow Major League Baseball. It's like a lot of other sports; he'll uh, he'll get another opportunity. Yeah, ho- hopefully, you know, it can. There's there's happier memories he can focus on from his time uh, with with the Cubs. But yeah, David Ross, a, a good guy, and I agree. I think he'll he'll get another shot somewhere. He, he certainly should uh, somewhere mm-hmm. in baseball. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's see Auburn women's basketball tonight. Uh, against uh, Jacksonville State, that's uh, on AU one hundred. That's right. New look, uh, new look roster for Coach Jay in uh, in year three uh, at the helm for Auburn, and then she'll take that team into uh, Neville Arena tonight as, uh, as as the season gets underway. Tomorrow night, Auburn men's basketball at the Sanford Pentagon against Baylor, a huge opener, and and I think a lot of uh, the a lot of eyes, not just. Auburn fans, but I think people who uh, who are into college basketball this time of year it feels a little early. I know people are still in football mode, uh, but if uh, if you're if you're into college basketball, that first week uh, a game like Auburn Baylor is just something you, uh, you you can't miss. Yeah, and uh, you know Bruce Pearl met with the media for a few minutes today before he went and uh, got on the plane to head out to South Dakota, and was pointing out that Baylor has uh, two or three players who are making preseason. Uh, all conference rosters. There was a um, there's a guard uh, for Baylor who played at uh, I want to say it was Toledo 
uh, last year. He's one of the top scorers in the MAC. This is Ray J, uh, who was, I mean, he, he was a highly sought after guard in the portal. People thought a little bit like Denver Jones. Like this is a this is a guard who was very difficult to stop scoring however he wanted uh, in a mid major, a, a good mid major, uh, who's testing that out now by uh, by jumping from the MAC to the Big Twelve, and, and I think it's it's similar to uh, the jump that the Denver Jones is going to try to make uh, from F, from FIU to the uh, to the SEC. Uh, but Ray J is a is it Ray J Dennis? Ray J Dennis. Ray J Dennis was uh, one, one of the one of the top rated players to uh, switch schools in the portal this offseason. Yeah, and uh, you know Bruce was talking about they you know yes auburn has quite a few newcomers so does baylor baylor has some very highly touted transfers uh as well so it's going to be quite a challenge and the thing one of the things we talked about uh brian uh, when when we talked with with bruce pearl and we've talked about uh here is a concern for auburn is going up against physical front courts and yeah. baylor is going to be a physical yeah. team tough first test for this team um, you know, but maybe Auburn can go in there and, and play terrific. Uh, their strength is their depth uh, throughout the squad. And, um, you know, they've got some – this is a tough matchup, I think, for Auburn just because of the way Baylor plays, their reputation. Uh, they've got some really talented players. They're a top-20 team. Uh, so I think Auburn's going to learn a lot about themselves after this game, whether they win or lose. So Baylor, for a long time under Scott Drew, their identity was being one of the toughest teams around the basket. In all of college basketball, the post-defense was consistently excellent. The rebounding numbers were always very good. Uh, the last couple seasons, that's changed a little bit. Last year, uh, Baylor was one of the... Uh, they were near the bottom of the Big 12 in two-point defense, which is something that you would think from a uh, you know a, a rim-protecting... you know, If that's their brand, uh, you know, gradually we've seen the strength of Baylor's defense move from around the basket to the perimeter. They were not a strong defense right. around the basket last Last year, you wonder if that's somewhere where Auburn, with not just Janai Broom, yeah, I just wonder how how you know how much Janai is going to be able to get done. Now, remember, it was it wasn't his shooting arm; it's the it's the right shoulder that was bothering him. But but still, I just wonder how much banging is is he going to be able to take tomorrow? And, and we'll see how much better Baylor's post defense has gotten since the end of last season. Right. But that's a team where you might be. You know, B- Baylor. Baylor is okay with letting a team like it, uh, settling for threes, right? Like B- Baylor would almost rather you a- a- attempt a bunch of questionable threes rather than attack them around the basket and utilize whatever size advantage you have. Uh, we'll see what Auburn does tomorrow because you would think players like Janai, Cheney, J- uh, Jalen, like th- these these are these are players that you know, Dylan Dylan. I mean, against a team that struggles to protect the basket, the, 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 those guys will attack. Yep. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Uh, right back with more phone calls in the final half hour. 334-321-1390. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. Seasons Federal Credit Union is offering a seven-month CD at an annual percentage yield of 5.64% and a 13-month CD at an annual percentage yield of 5.38%. Four Seasons Federal Credit Union is the financial institution for you. This promotion is for new deposits only with a $2,500 minimum. Membership eligibility required. Accounts are federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration. Contact us for more details.
Jeffco Trant Funeral Home and Crematory wants to salute all veterans from World War II veterans, Korean War vets, Vietnam vets, all the way to Iraq and Afghanistan War veterans. This great country of ours was built with the courage of soldiers willing to travel to foreign lands to defend our freedom. Jeffco Trant encourages you to thank a veteran you know this Veterans Day. We wouldn't be where we are today without them. This is Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price. When we have the opportunity to assist residents of this county, we are pleased to offer options in an effort to make your business with us as convenient as possible. You may visit any of our three offices, one in Auburn, one in Opelika, and in Smith Station. We are open to serve you Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. Central Time and 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time in Smith Station. Thank you for allowing me to serve you. It's time to stop dealing with unreliable network copiers, printers, and scanners and waiting for days for service. ABS of Auburn is your locally owned and operated solution. A full-line Canon, Lexmark, Toshiba, and Ricoh dealer, ABS of Auburn specializes in smooth, efficient office operations. Get the systems, tools, and expertise you need for streamlined productivity, plus reliable support that's always on call. ABS of Auburn, how may we help you? Call 334-329-7000 to schedule a free on-site consultation today. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Monday evening. Yeah, get used to that. Monday evening, it is dark. Yep. It, it is, is dark now at 5.30. 100%. And uh, just going to get, uh, you know, uh, for, for the next month or so, it'll be getting dark earlier and earlier. But let's get back to the drive hotline presented by Skybar. And Brett is next. Hey, Brett. Hey, Brett. Hey, guys. Dan, they paying you extra tonight. I'm doing, I'm doing my part. Yeah, paying right? him just as much extra <laughs> yeah. as they paid me yeah. the other day to do it. Actually, I was... Uh, well then, well, then you're getting paid a lot, Dan. I know they pay Bill a lot. Oh, yeah, so you know they pay me extra. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, hey, um, on the, with Baylor, uh, just looking at their roster and what they did last year and what they bring back, I'm I'm surprised that uh, anyone would say that they should be ranked higher than Auburn or a team like Auburn. But they lost three guys who averaged 15 points a game. Now, they picked up one average 15, but that's playing 34 minutes in a weaker league. And then, of course, they got uh, Jacoby Walker, who's a big-time, uh, you know, he's in the top 10 yeah. and all the recruiting last year. But still, he, he's a freshman. I mean, he, he, he can come out just like Holloway. He can have a real good game or a bad game. No, I, I think Baylor is an X factor this year. I mean, that's a team that you know. I think part of part of where they are in the top twenty-five is based on their reputation. Part of it is based on uh, what they bring back. But no, they they have uh, they have some questions as far as what they've replaced uh, from from last year as well. And yeah, I, Dan, I, I have been reading a good bit on them the last couple of days, and their big men normally get in foul trouble. That that was a, that was another problem they had protecting the basket last year. It was a high high two point. Uh, they, they were giving up a lot of uh, like nearly sixty percent of their twos. Yeah, which when you was, guys get in foul trouble, they yeah. back off and they give things up. That's right. 
Yeah, and ho- hopefully tonight Broom will understand the pump fake can be a friend. Oh, I think, yeah, no, and if, and teams that struggle to stop, I mean, I, I think this is an Auburn team between what we know about Janai and Jalen and Dylan, and I'm really excited to see Chaney make his official debut yeah. uh, tomorrow night. You, know, you, you better be able to stop teams at the basket if, if you're going to try to have success against Auburn. No doubt, no doubt. Why, right, guys, y'all great evening. Appreciate it, Appreciate it, call, Brett. You know, I'm I'm excited to see Janai because um, he worked so hard in the NBA uh, mm-hmm. uh, draft process. Uh, apparently, improved a lot um, and worked hard back at Auburn in, in the uh, summer and fall. So once he gets fully back and healthy, uh, I'm just excited to see what he can do and how much better he's gotten. Yeah, and we only got to see him for a few minutes the yeah. other night before he went down with the uh, with the injury. So hopefully he's back. But I mean, Bruce Bruce made it sound like he actually maybe. Further along right yeah. now, maybe closer right now than Aiden. I think so. Um, you know, uh, Aiden, you know, probably in the, you know, 80-something percent Yeah, but range. Aiden is a competitor. <laughs> he wants to get in there and play. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think that uh, Jalen is a player who, because he's played so much college basketball, may, maybe people sort of dismiss that, 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 that there's improvement coming to his game. Uh, but Jalen Williams has always seemed – I mean, he's 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 someone who, I mean, the skill is clearly there, right? From the moment he arrived, Jalen Williams has seemed like someone skilled enough to be, you know, a, a great big three or or stretch four in a Bruce Pearl offense, and yeah. someone who does his part defensively as well. It seems like he's grown into you know someone who's more comfortable asserting himself on the defensive end. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what kind of season Jalen has in his final year. Uh, final year at Auburn. I think him and Cheney are going to complement each other well because Cheney's more of a reckless player. Yeah, they're or, they're very yeah. different. Yep, but like I think the, the, I think it's a nice combination. They're like uh, the lethal weapon, there right? Like yeah, yeah, I mean J- Jalen and Jalen and Cheney, right? You got Jalen who's been around. Uh, he's been around a long time. He's seen. I believe what what's the stat officially? Auburn's next Auburn's next win will make Jalen Williams the winningest player in in program history. He'll mm-hmm. have he'll have more victories in an Auburn uniform than anybody else, and then. You got Cheney, who's new and exciting, and like you said, maybe even a little bit reckless. Like it's yeah. Well, I mean, here, here's here's a guy that there are a lot of people that were skeptical, and it's like you know, could you make that move from a smaller classification, especially a guy that was you know considered a guard, and now he's now he's a power forward. So lethal uh, weapon only what a thirty seven year old reference or so for folks who uh, <laughs> you know if you're thinking about like a buddy cop sort of sort of deal. Seems like yeah. just yesterday, mid eighties. That's right. About, yeah. yeah. Another another good one would be uh, uh, the cops in Speed, right? Jeff Daniels and Keanu, like that. That's a, you know you got the reckless older guy, and then the uh, and then and then the, the daredevil who can uh, uh, who, who can uh, he'll, he'll do he'll do things uh, not uh, by the book, and I think that's based on what we've heard so far. Cheney Johnson is somebody you know it's, it's uh, he's he's uh, he's somebody who will utilize the athleticism and and you know not cut corners, but he will. Uh, he'll he'll find a way to do things. Uh, he's he's a guy who will probably um, uh, there'll probably be some fouls called on him yep. more more than more more so than on Jalen. And he'll probably get uh, blocked shots. He's going to get a lot of rebounds, and he's going to have some big yep. big dunks too. Oh yeah, he's uh, the newcomers. I mean, they're it's it's a fun group of newcomers, and yeah. it's uh, it's a, it's a wide range. I mean, you've got you've got the the shooter in in Denver. You've yep. got. A uh, couple of high energy. I mean, with the uh, CBM with Ch- Chad Baker Mazzara and and uh, Cheney. Cheney Johnson, yeah. I mean, you got a couple of guys that uh, can can make some highlight 
plays, yep. you know, high-flying kind of guys. And then Aiden, I can't wait to see. I just can't wait to see Aiden. I caught a glimpse of him in practice yesterday. He, he made a couple of threes when I was watching, so, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really I'm really excited to see what this team looks like. I mean, because the, the different possibilities, the different combinations, uh, what we've seen from players who were on the court last year uh, and, and how they've how they've improved, I think especially Trey, uh, because it was, you know, l- little taste of college basketball last year, but now we're seeing, you know, what, what year two brings for Trey Donald, who I thought seemed very uh, comfortable in the point guard sort of distributor role uh, in, in the mm-hmm. exhibition. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see on a team... On a team, sure didn't force anything offensively, yeah. and and with four guys who, and I think KD's going to benefit from some of this too. When you've got a bunch of guys willing to take the shot, and it sounds like Auburn has multiple players who are willing to put it up. Having a point guard who, you know, he's willing to take the shot too, but but willing to find those guys and keep the offense moving. You know, I, I wonder how often we'll actually see Trey Donaldson shoot when he's out there because he, he might be looking to. Uh, he might be looking to facilitate and, and, mm-hmm. and play make for his uh, play make for his. Well, teammates. I will say this: if they overplay and just give him open shots, he'll he'll take them and he'll yeah. hit them. He's oh, one and, of Auburn's better shooters, and I think we'll see him at the two some uh, along with Aiden, especially once. He's Aiden phys- gets he's definitely play. physical yeah. enough to do that. Yeah, I, I've been wondering about uh, if if we'll see them together or if it will be a a true timeshare at point guard and nothing else because it does seem like those two guys could both you know they they both have skills that could play as the off ball guard. If Auburn really likes what they have from their from their starting point guard, but then you've got a guy like Denver Jones out there at the two, and it's like I guess you could move you could move him to the three. That's not that much difference in the two and the three, and he's six four. And and I I'm still thinking Katie Johnson's playing fifteen to twenty minutes yeah, a game as he, well. You almost forget about. I mean, people it seems like when we're talking about players, you don't mention KD, who's who's been around for a while. This is his third year at Auburn. I mean, he is a true senior, and uh, has you know has has. Had shown at times when he was at Georgia and then down the stretch last year, a really good shooter. And I think both of the new guards to the team, both uh, both Holloway and Denver, if they're not playing perimeter defense like a Bruce Pearl guard, Bruce Pearl knows what he has on the bench. Oh, and Katie Johnson, Katie's like the Tasmanian devil, and he'll he'll un- yeah he'll unleash he'll un- he'll literally unleash Absolutely. Katie Johnson and let him uh, uh, let him get out there and and and, and impose his will. On the game, but I think that's something you know. Bruce has to really appreciate. We'll see what kind of role Katie has on this team. I'm sure Bruce really appreciates having a guard with the, with that kind of uh, with with those kind of he minutes. Worked in well, as the sixth guy last yeah. year, he really did. I thought three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd like your thoughts. Anything going on in the world of sports? Uh, you know, looking back at the Auburn win over Vandy, the challenge against uh, going against Arkansas. That's another reason I thought it was really big that Auburn got the win Saturday, get a road win, continue to build the confidence. I know it wasn't perfect by any means, but Auburn's got to be feeling much better about themselves than they were before that Mississippi State yeah. game and the win at Vandy. And Auburn is not going to be perfect with this team, right? They're going to have to be a scrappy team. That You're hoping that yeah. at some point that they could put together four quarters without a few mistakes. And they, they can play, <laughs> Maybe with, not seven they play a lot in of the people. game, right? No, but, no. You can't do that this week. I don't know that you could do it against New Mexico State, but you surely can't do it this week or in three weeks. It's got to be tough for an opposing defense when Auburn's getting anything going through the air, though, right? Because you got to worry oh, yeah. about you got to worry about Peyton Thorne and and what Peyton Thorne does with his legs. You have to worry about everything else Auburn has 
in the backfield that can beat you on the ground. And now if receivers are getting open or if Auburn can start to – because it's so easy to overplay the run. Well, receivers are getting Auburn. open because people are concerned it, about the it, running it's, game. It's so – and it's, it makes – it's probably sound strategy to overplay the run and try to try to keep Auburn mm-hmm. from, from controlling the game that way. But the problem is if you do that and Auburn's receivers win some of their matchups and the quarterback gets them the ball – uh, suddenly, uh, defense can be looking for answers, and we've seen that the last couple of weeks, where defenses, you know, probably felt like their their strategy was we're going to try to going to try to stop Auburn's ground game and 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 force the quarterback into mistakes and uh, and, and poor plays, and that's not what happened. Did, no. Didn't happen enough for the, for it, for the strategy to be uh, a, a worthwhile game for the defense. No, what what was the, what were Auburn's Auburn's numbers? Uh, what did Auburn end up with? Like four thirty. Total offense Saturday, and that's with four twenty four. Yeah, okay, and that's with opportunities to to get a lot, lot more. Yeah, so. a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Easily a couple of touchdowns and probably a hundred plus more yards. Yeah, I mean Peyton was what seventeen to twenty seven for a little under two hundred yards. He yeah. would have he should have been, um, you know, well over two fifty, and yeah. you know seventy percent of his passes oh, yeah. completed easy. I mean, he could have been if. if Freeze's numbers are right, and well, I mean, it, question. it could have been twenty-four for twenty-seven. Well, I mean, let, let's just say, all right, right, so couple of drops. You normal. catch four of those seven. Yeah, or you five, catch, yeah. Just split those those seven drops. You catch four of the seven. You're twenty-one for twenty-seven. That is seventy-eight percent. Yeah, that's pretty good. And it would have been well over two hundred and fifty yep. yards, and uh, at least another touchdown. Yep. First uh, first day of the college basketball season. There's uh, games uh, throughout the, uh, the the television schedule tonight. Ooh, Georgia's actually made it a little closer again. Georgia and Oregon, uh, Oregon jumped out and was uh, running away, it appeared. Uh, it looks like Oregon's going to win. With under a minute, they have an eight-point lead. Yeah, Oregon is led by double digits for most yep. of this game. Georgia made it close at the end of the first half. Uh, Oregon started to pull away a little bit, but yeah, the game's under 10 under 10 in the final minute. Still seems like Oregon is going to win the season opener in uh, Vegas. Uh, Blue Kane, a former uh, you know, a recruit, oh, yeah. a, a recruit that we talked about a lot during, uh, the, uh, during the offseason. Uh, a guard from uh, Nashville. Uh, I think he's from Nashville. A uh, guard from Tennessee uh, who Auburn maybe, maybe kicked the tires on mm-hmm. uh, when they were looking for uh, backcourt help. Uh, he is at Georgia. He just hit a three-pointer uh, before they went to break. He is uh, 12 points off the bench uh, for Blue Kane in his uh, debut as a Georgia uh, true freshman. Uh, Mike White is is making a little noise on the recruiting front. They uh, they they picked up a a, a pretty big. Uh, there was a wasn't there a player that folks thought was going to Alabama, and uh, yes. so it seems like he's now a uh, either either a Georgia commitment or a Georgia lean. He's a Georgia yeah, commitment. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see Mike. I mean, he hey, if Mike White's going to win at Georgia. That's and that's probably how he's going to do it, right, Bill? He's going to he's going to win some recruiting mm-hmm. battles for some in-state well, if, players. If he can, yeah. If he can keep some of those players home in the state of Georgia, there's so much talent over there year in and year out. So if he can do that, then uh, th- then yeah, Georgia Georgia could be much more competitive. They, there's no reason for Georgia to have been as bad as they have been in basketball. No, not with that talent they have no. out there. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's but it's something good for Auburn. Yeah, it has so, been. I mean, Auburn has really the Atlanta area. Uh, the you know has sent so many outstanding players to yeah. Auburn. No, it, it would be like if LSU football struggled for for an extended period of time. When you think about like the the amount of players that that come out of that state and and go elsewhere, not just effective college basketball players, but pros who come from the state of Georgia and did not go uh, to the University of Georgia. Georgia's last NCAA tournament win. Was in O two, Georgia's last second that's, week. 
It's been 21 years since they won an NCAA tournament game? That's correct. Georgia's, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Georgia's last round of 32 in the NCAA tournament was in 2002. Woo. Georgia's last second weekend in the NCAA tournament was in 1996. So we're coming up on wow. coming up on 30 years since the Sweet 16. And I think they were Georgia. the Final Four back in the 80s with Dominique. 1983, only, only Final Four. And that, by the way, the, the uh, two Sweet 16s in program history are 83 and 96. Yeah. And that's it. So yeah, I mean it is it is one of the the uh, the the inability of Georgia men's basketball to consistently produce a winner is one of the bigger mysteries of the last few decades of the SEC and and maybe Mike White's the man to do it. Uh, he's uh, he's he's you know hit the he's at the trail hard and uh, and and yeah this is a uh, this this is an opportunity for him. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join join in as we uh, head up towards 6 o'clock here on the Monday Drive. Federal Credit Union is offering a seven-month CD at an annual percentage yield of 5.64% and a 13-month CD at an annual percentage yield of 5.38%. Four Seasons Federal Credit Union is the financial institution for you. This promotion is for new deposits only with a $2,500 minimum. Membership eligibility required. Accounts are federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration. Contact us for more details. Inspired by the bold bison, Southern Union students blaze new trails every single day. They press forward knowing their SU education will lead them to success. Affordable, accessible, and locally unparalleled. Whether you're transitioning to a university or launching straight into a lucrative career, a degree from SUSEC can help you blaze your path. Three locations, dedicated faculty and staff, endless possibilities. It's all waiting for you at Southern Union. It's time to venture forward. Register today. Yellowwood knows that a five-star backyard is the place to make lasting memories. Like cookouts. Um, cornhole with friends. Ooh, a neighborhood potluck with your wife's pasta salad. The one with the feta. Oh, sorry. Or taking a nap on your deck in a hammock. Naps are memories. Mm, I love naps. For five-star backyards and the most memorable experiences, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Jeffco Trant Funeral Home and Crematory wants to salute all veterans from World War II veterans, Korean War vets, Vietnam vets, all the way to Iraq and Afghanistan War veterans. This great country of ours was built with the courage of soldiers willing to travel to foreign lands to defend our freedom. Jeffco Trant encourages you to thank a veteran you know this Veterans Day. We wouldn't be where we are today without them. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. 
Welcome back in. Final few minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Final few minutes of the drive. I, that caught me by surprise. Uh, here on this Monday, Bill, Dan, and uh, Brian Matthews. Brian, before we run out of time, talk about everything that's going on there uh, at AuburnSports.com and how folks can get it and how they can follow you. Going to be a busy week, of course, with the uh, big Arkansas game on the road coming up, uh, opening a basketball uh, season tomorrow night uh, for the men at um, against uh, a really good Baylor team in South Dakota. Uh, you got baseball uh, winding down their fall practice. I think the World Series starts on Thursday. Starts in this week. Goes how into did uh, how things go in Biloxi? I don't think I uh, saw. they swept Louisiana Tech in two games, and I think they outscored them something like ten to one. I, I don't know if that's exact, but something similar to that. Uh, we got some really good pitching. I think they hit four or five home runs um, over well, that's there. That's good. So. That's good. I, I knew Butch wanted to sort of yeah. see how they bounced back. So that that was good, and I, and I, I plan to catch up with uh, Butch and baseball at some point this week uh, too, and uh, we'll continue to cover recruiting as we get a little bit closer to, um, you know, everything breaking loose with the early signing period in, in December and the transfer portal early signing period for um, um, every, every sport except for football right. is coming up on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really big for. Uh, baseball, softball, basketball. Yeah, you asked teams. you asked Bruce a question yeah. about that. Yeah, he said Auburn. He, Auburn plays time one or two right now. Pettiford is their only commitment. Uh, they had um, uh, Jakai. What, what was his name? Walton. Well, it? I think that's right. Anyway, they had an official visitor in over the weekend. Um, Howard. How? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah, Jakai uh, Howard, and um, but he told us uh, that. Um, he still wants to visit some more schools. I think Georgia Tech was one of them. Um, who I can't remember the other ones. So he's probably not going to sign the early period. At least that's that's how he felt when he was leaving Auburn. You know, things can always change with these with these young people. But um, uh, Arkansas is also there. Arizona kids, State, kids UConn. today, right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Vanderbilt. Speaking of which, the first conference weekend for Auburn. Is going to be at Vanderbilt. That was we were talking about. We've been talking about Nashville a lot in the show. That's the uh, the first weekend of conference play. For I believe that's the only because the out of conference schedule isn't official yet, right? Like if you look at the schedule for Auburn baseball, I think all you have right now is uh, I think all you have is the upcoming uh, conference slate, and that includes uh, yeah March fifteenth. Auburn will go to uh, Auburn will be in, uh, in 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 Nashville. Let's uh, you want to get to the phones? We got Anthony. yeah. Let's do. We got Anthony Anthony on the line. What's up, Anthony? Hey guys, I want to talk about Bo Nix. Like he had another good weekend. Uh, I think he had four in the air and two on the ground. Uh, I mean, those are Heisman Trophy PlayStation type numbers, when you think. He is putting up great numbers. There's no question about that. And uh, it's hard to leave him off any list of of Heisman candidates. Tell you the story I want, Anthony. Uh, and and I'm not. I mean, whoever wins a national, whoever wins a national championship, wins it. Saw a bold projection that uh, Georgia and Oregon could be a first-round matchup in the college football playoff. That would be Bo's fifth career game against the Georgia Bulldogs. He is 0-4 against Georgia as a quarterback. If Bo gets, if Bo, if Bo gets Georgia again, I'm really rooting for him to win that game. I'd love, I'd love for him. I'd love for him to get nothing against Georgia. I mean, they're on this great run, but I'd love for Bo to uh, to, to to finally uh, slay the dragon that has had his number throughout his college football career. Yeah, it would be nice to see Bo go ahead and punch that ticket and go ahead and win that game and and get in a position to do something great like that. Uh, you know, uh, he's a good kid. Uh, 
you know, been nice if things could have worked out for him at Auburn, but sometimes that ain't the case. But uh, he's certainly doing well out there with those PlayStation numbers from week to week. And uh, you know, I remember at the beginning of the season, you guys said you didn't think he'd probably uh, be in a position to win it or would win it. But I tell you what, if he keep on doing this the next two or three weeks, I, I think he very well may do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Heisman, uh, it, you know, it, it sometimes, uh, you know, in years past, it has been stacked up against West Coast quarterbacks. But I think with Bo, I mean, if he if he keeps playing like this, I mean, Caleb Williams won it last year with great numbers at USC. I think if Bo keeps playing like this, I mean, you have Michael Penix Jr., uh, who is on the undefeated Washington team, uh, and, and he's putting up uh, incredible numbers as well. Uh, Jaden Daniels probably out of it because... Uh, the uh, you know three now, losses yeah three three losses although although he's one of the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. in college football though you know Alabama's defense got to him in the uh, in, in, in the second half of that game. Well, you know, a guy like Nick Saban, you can't count him out. He's best that ever been uh, that's done it. Uh, Seven time NCAA World Heavyweight Champion. So uh, I mean, you know, I wouldn't count him out. A lot of people got upset because they lost one game to Texas, but they thought the whole season was down the drain at that point. But it appears it's not. No. We'll see what he does the next two or three games. Uh, trying to get on into that uh, SEC championship game. I think if he can go ahead and win the remaining of those games, then he'll be in a position that makes noise come playoff time. I mean, I think Georgia Georgia won't be an underdog to anyone. Off like I'm just doing like you know, on a neutral site. I don't know who would be favored over Georgia. I think there are teams that could beat Georgia with a strong performance. Well, Missouri almost did. Missouri was Missouri, in a position to do it. You're right. And hey, Auburn. Auburn was hanging tough with Georgia in the fourth yeah, quarter that, that, earlier in the season. Too. So, I mean, I think that if – and Alabama in Atlanta is one of those teams that Alabama, absolutely, absolutely uh, would have more than a puncher's chance against Georgia. And I think Auburn. that I think, I think Oregon, if, if they were to face Georgia in a, uh, in, in a playoff game, could, could maybe be in that, in that category too. Auburn very well could have won that game if they had maybe one more stag in there and could have played some good defense towards the end, not let uh, Bowers uh, get loose like that. Uh, things could have been really different. He's easier said than done, though, keeping Bowers from right, getting loose. True. I mean, that, that is a I, I, I have not seen a I have not seen a college tight end uh, like him. But that game, but that game was winnable. <laughs> Oh no! Which Could which is oh, which you're is right. A, it's yeah. tied with six minutes to go. Yeah, which, which is you're not right, yeah. which is not how it looked. You know, a, a, a couple of months ago, if, if you were looking at the two rosters. Yeah, well, it'd be like that. But uh, I appreciate it, guys. I'll be calling in later in the week. Good hearing from you, Anthony. Absolutely. All right, good, thanks. Man. Good, good stuff, All right, Anthony. Y'all have a good one. Just about out of time here on the Monday edition of the drive. So Andy Bertram via phone. Uh, yeah, tomorrow Andy. Live. Andy will call in from uh, uh, out in South Dakota. We'll have the first, uh, yeah, f- uh, f- first time we- we've- we're going to have basketball here on Auburn Network. Mm-hmm. We're th- thrilled about uh, women's basketball tonight on AU100. And tomorrow night, first game of the men's basketball season, we're going to have that one with uh, uh, w- with Auburn and Baylor. And you can catch that at... Yeah, we missed we missed the bumper again. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here. Become partners with Auburn University for student activities, shared learning experiences, and research opportunities. Students are instructed in a hands-on learning environment by outstanding faculty members that are dedicated to student success. VCOM is working to improve the health of Alabama's citizens by increasing the number of primary care physicians throughout the state, especially in rural and underserved areas. Find out more at vcom.edu. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is your hometown home improvement store. You'll find what you need when you need it. And as a Russell Rewards member, you'll be in the know about monthly specials and exclusive offers. Russell Building Supply, East University in Auburn, across from Cary Creek Public. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. 
Of all the things one can list as to what makes our country a beacon of freedom to the world, first on the list should be those who have worn and wear the uniform of our armed services. This is Sheriff Jay Jones with an offer of continued respect and support of the men and women, past and present, who took the oath to protect and defend our country and all we hold so dear. We honor their sacrifice. All of us at the Lee County Sheriff's Office ask you to remember our military veterans on their day of recognition. Vending machines are fun. Chips, cookies, candy, until they aren't. Like when that candy bar gets jammed and you have to go hunt down Betty in HR to get your money back. There can be a lot of hassle with those things, and the last thing we all need when buying a vehicle is hassle. Some things just aren't meant to come out of a vending machine, like your new car. Come see our team of experts, the number one pre-owned auto dealer in the state, and experience the Pig Enterprises difference for yourself. Your next vehicle purchase shouldn't leave you banging the vending machine in frustration. Come to Pig Enterprises where the only squeals will happen when you get a squeal of a deal. Sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, you know I'm a sports fan, you're a sports fan. You wouldn't be listening to this channel if you were not. So let's talk about sports from our perspective. The overwhelming majority of us, that's right, we're spectators. We're not even participants anymore. Our days are long gone up on the field, the pitch, whatever sport that you prefer. We watch as parents, grandparents, neighbors, friends, whatever it may be. Let me challenge you today to kind of check yourself as a spectator of sports. How often have you been at a Little League game and Unfortunately, there's been such a conflict that the police have to show up. Or you've been at a college football game, and because of the emotion riding high, people have to be separated. One of the reasons that I love sports is not because of wins and losses. It's because of the lessons that it teaches us, the character that it builds. Sports is all throughout the Bible as an illustration of the life that we're called to live. Maybe we ought to live that life in the spectator seats, not just in the church pews. Y'all have a great day. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is Sports. I'm Kevin Winter. The big story today the Big Ten formally notifying the University 